0: Okay. Okay. Welcome oh, back. Yes. To the Renaissance Podcast, Ray. Hello. This is episode twenty-eight, Ray. That sounds right. <laughs> Glad you agree. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I want to give a shout out to Doug Onsi from Boston. Dougie. Doug. Uh, <laughs> Dougie. Doug. Uh, Doug was in Brisbane. Yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, we caught up for a, we caught up for a beer and a chat for a while nice. lovely lovely doug so thank you uh, thank you for the beer and thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedule to have a have a chat with me um, and anyone else listening if you come to Brisbane mm-hmm. from anywhere in Australia or the u s or the u k hook me up yeah invite me out for a beer yeah. I may say no, but uh if I can I will that's my rule if I can i will because'm right. I'm, I'm a busy man
1: yeah busy things me. to do
0: but if i can i I, will. I love 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 meeting the listeners particularly when they travel to brisbane i feel sorry for you basically right. you came all the way to brisbane
1: let me give you something go- myself
0: yeah not a lot going yeah. on in brisbane or
1: lovingston um, if you're I'm ever really in lovingston. yeah
0: i'm really the uh tourist highlight of brisbane i keep telling you it doesn't get any better than you that, yeah just come here and meet me now, uh, before we start this, um, these next few episodes, Ray, yes. um, I, I want to I make a disclaimer. Yeah, please. Now, despite what you may have read in the failing New York Times <laughs> or the rest of the liberal media, right. Ray and I, in fact, are not qualified art historians or art professors. <laughs> so if you've come to this show wanting right. to get the opinion the of legitimate art professors mm-hmm. we do not currently hold those titles not currently. now that's not to say yeah. that, that that we shouldn't be given those titles right. Honorarily. that we won't have them at, right. yeah exactly <laughs> or have them at some point <laughs> it's not to say that we are deficient just to say right. that yeah what we're about to tell you and this is this may shock you so i hope you're sitting down when you Please. when you listen to this Everything that we're about to tell you, we got from books. Right. So uh, I am yeah. apologize if that is shocking to you. And I say that because I feel quite insecure yeah. about... Yeah, over my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that we're dealing with in these episodes, so we're getting into a little bit of art yeah. here. is the a, first time we're really going to be talking about visual art. Right uh speaking of your tip visual <laughs> art um it's 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 complicated it's it's it right, it's not something i've ever studied in depth before uh, i learned a lot on our recent trip to florence and, and some of the guides that we had yeah. when we were in even before that back at the louvre and 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 at the uh, galleria dell'accademia and, and places like that, uh, uh, and the Vatican, you know, the, the, two, the guides that we had, the art guides, were really good at helping open my eyes to the early Renaissance and the transition from right. the Byzantine style uh, through to the Renaissance style and what to look for and, and, and what they were trying to accomplish. But people spend their entire lives studying this stuff. and. Um, nice. Well, no, but I, so here's the disclaimer. These next few episodes we're going to we're going to get into the beginnings of early Renaissance art. Um, very, very fucking hard this was <laughs> to prepare for these episodes. Right, I was I was crying every night. I, I was curled up in a I fetal position. Get it. My body was shutting right. down. Um, but at the same time, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I, I learned a lot. Uh, I, I, it was a it was a privilege to spend all of the time that I did in the last week, just studying this stuff in detail yeah. for the first time, and having the opportunity to do what I've wanted to do for twenty years uh, since my first visits to Florence, is to really try and get my head around what's going on here. So, anyway, I hope I hope you, dear listeners, will. Go along for the ride. You know what you're getting. You've listened to us before. Right. We're not experts. We're going to do our best on. to read, absorb, and explain it to you right. in a way that you will hopefully uh, find entertaining and 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 you'll you'll remember. It. But if there's those of you out there, I'm thinking if you're Alex <laughs> Kynastons, you know. If- smart asses <laughs> as the go to just, university and study art yeah <laughs> yeah we should yeah we should they're going to listen to this and go oh you guys don't know <laughs> the <fuck>? anything <laughs> the fuck you're talking about we know that we're, trying,
1: we're, we're all just keep it to yourself I will say yeah. this that after doing all this reading and studying and history channel and YouTubing I'm joking about the history channel um, it did make me want to go um, back you, you, you're joking
0: about doing any work. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, the
1: whole thing's a joke. It did make me want to go back to Florence because yes, I, I understand too. it so much better. I'm like, oh, I know it to look. I mean. Oh, yeah, I should have looked at right, that while I was there. Yeah, yeah. It, it <laughs> would help not to go back in the height of tourist season. But other than that, I would love yeah. to go back because mm. so much more makes sense now. Mm. I'm like, that would be awesome.
0: You and I, you and I need to move there, get yeah. a little yeah. one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just spend six months there. Just it's the you know the most romantic city in the world, right? <laughs> I'm on my way. Doug Honsley was asking me, so tell me, how the fuck do you prepare for all this shit? By the way, Doug said he listens. Uh, his commute in Boston is one and a half hours each way. Wow. I think he said. My God.
1: More so he said he listens him. to an
0: episode. Yeah, he, he only discovered us a year ago, and he's he's drilled through <laughs> all of Augustus, all of Alexander. He's into the Renaissance. Um, he said, how do you prepare? Like, how the fuck do you prepare? And I said, well, you know, I start on a Sunday night. I I do about four hours a night from eight till midnight, uh, five nights a week. So I do about 20 hours. And I said, and then very late, and we record Friday morning my time. I said, but very late on a Thursday night, I'll get an email from Ray saying, what are we doing this <laughs> week? And I'll give him five bullet points and he'll go, oh, okay, good.
1: And that's, 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 true. that's basically that's true. how we prepare. Yeah. <laughs> I call He said,
0: yeah. he said, he said he loves our dynamic. He said, listening to you talk to Ray, he's like, you're, you're trying to explain it to your <laughs> slightly retarded cousin.
1: <laughs> Doug, who's, you know- Doug. ah. Oh. <sighs> That's an ass whipping, Doug. Okay, right there. I I'm, mean, I'm Doug is. Yeah,
0: uh, Doug is six foot oh. four, right and <laughs> that's a warm in good up. shape. So that's a
1: warm up for me. I'm gonna hit him with my car. His knees.
0: Oh, his knees. <laughs> your car
1: or your cock? Either, either one. Do I get a choice? <laughs> Does he get a choice? <laughs> Surprise! If he pays extra. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Let's talk about the Renaissance. Um, if you've ever been to Florence... right. I have. Um, have you been to Florence? You have? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyone listening to this, if you've ever been to Florence, no doubt you've paid a visit to the Duomo, the, the Florence Cathedral, the uh, Cattedrale di Santa Maria del Fiore, mm-hmm. the Cathedral of uh, Saint Maria of the Flower. Oh, Uh, No one is the Duomo. Now, do you know what Duomo means, uh, Ray?
1: Ooh, no. Tell me. That wasn't on the History Channel.
0: (laughs) By that, you mean the YouTube that you watched five minutes ago. The Duomo. What does it sound like, Ray? With your knowledge of Italian, which (laughs) I know is quite extensive, Duomo sounds like?
1: I don't know. Duomo, <laughs> death. I don't know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's the Italian word for cathedral. No, not so even close. there's lots of duomo. That doesn't sound right.
0: There's lots, there's lots of duomos, right? Um, out there, uh, famous one in Milan, the Milan Cathedral. Lots of duomos, but this is the Duomo of Florence. It's a cathedral, right? Now, we're not going to be talking about the Duomo much in this episode. Well, we 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 are going to get to it in a couple of episodes, but right. we're going to be talking in this episode about the building right next to it, <laughs> uh, which is easy to miss. Uh, it looks very similar, much smaller, right. similar facade that green and white yeah marble uh, facade. It's it's older, um, and it's the Baptistery. Of Saint John, or the Battistero di San Giovanni. It I like that. Is yeah, yeah. turn you on. <laughs> I want me to say it again, B- please. Yeah. Get a box of tissues. The Battistero di San Giovanni. Uh-huh. Now, this is one of the most historic and important buildings in Florence. Mm-hmm. It 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 is also the Uh, home of one of the earliest pieces of Renaissance art, and that's what we're going to be talking about, Um, particularly the doors of the Baptistery and the man who cast them in bronze, Lorenzo Ghiberti, sometimes known as Di Bartoluccio. Because um, you know it's it, it's not enough that we have to remember all these fucking names and dates, but you know sometimes you want these people to have multiple names that they're known by, just to make it a little bit more
1: confusing. I was going to call him Lorenzo just to make it easy, but no, that that wouldn't be that wouldn't be cool. Mm.
0: Gibbo, yeah. For the rest Gibbo. of the episode Night. and the next one, are we not? To be confused with Thibaut, right. this oh is Gibbo. God. If he was in Australia, he'd say, My name is Lorenzo Gibberti, but you could call me Di Bartoluccio. And we go, we're just going to call you Gibbo, mate. Okay, Gibbo. That sounds Italian. Me, yeah. Gibbo.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, Gibbo. <laughs> um, now, when we were in Florence in July, and, and we went to uh, the piazza where the Duomo is and the Baptistery. Mm-hmm. Um, I took everyone. I, I, I missed it the first time I was there 14 years ago, and I missed it. And this time I deliberately said to everyone, you may recall, hey, you have to come and look at these doors. Right. And everyone was like, F- what? Fucking doors? What? <laughs> and um, it was packed. As you said, it was hotter tourist season. There was a gajillion right. people. Hot as hell. Um, hot as hell. Yeah. I, you know, I had Fox, you know, trying to blow shit up because <clears throat> he was in full-on four-year-old terrorist mode while we were there. Uh, Chrissy was mostly handling that, but um, we we tried to look at the doors of the Baptistery and uh, particularly the, the the most famous of those doors, the Gates of Paradise. Mm-hmm. And I was very disappointed when we got there because they were covered up yes. and undergoing cleaning. And I was like. Ah oh, fuck. We don't even get to see the Gates of Paradise doors. No. I just discovered this week in doing the research that it didn't really matter because the doors that are there no. aren't even the original doors. The, the, they are copies right. of the originals that were made in 1990 so they could preserve the originals, which had been hanging up for 500 years. Um, so the original panels... Uh, kept in the Museo dell'Opera del Duomo, Mm -hmm. the Museum of the Duomo's Art and Sculpture. So just FYI, if you're going to Florence and you want to see the doors that we're going to talk to you about over the next couple of episodes, um, the Gates of Paradise doors aren't even hanging up there. You can see really good, high-quality copy of them.
1: But, but, you know,
0: that's like seeing a photo of a dick (laughs) as opposed to seeing a real dick in your face. Amen, Amen, brother. Better than... Better than nothing, but um, <laughs> not quite there. Yeah. Now, the the, the Baptisterio, I think if you're not a scholar of Renaissance history, they're easy to miss. And yeah. and, and uh, I think a lot because the Duomo beside it is is so impressive, right? And so, it's so much more famous, so much more attention at grabbing. Yeah. Yes, um, it's a bit like when you meet Ray, Ray and I in person. You're looking <laughs> up at me. Far more handsome and impressive, you forget to look down and see Ray down there.
1: But you'd better, because I'm checking your pockets.
0: (laughs) And he has he has value. He might be smaller, but he's you know he's he's still a person. I got heart, a little person. Yeah, I got heart. Now the baptistery doors are. important and famous, if you pay attention to this kind of stuff. They also played a huge role in the Duomo's construction. Mm. But we're going to get into more of that as we go on. Let's talk a little bit about Gibbo.
1: Lorenzo Ghiberti. When was he born, Ray? He was born in 1378 in Palago, a commune about 20 kilometers from Florence. Um, I didn't have a day, a month or a day. Um, I guess that was lost or obscured or whatever. Did you have any anything other than 1378?
0: Yeah, I had 1378 or 1381, <laughs> depending on okay. the source. Right. <laughs> There's a bit of a spread <laughs> there on his date of birth. Yeah,
1: yeah. okay,
0: yeah. Um, now, according to one story... Uh, He was the son of Cioni di Sir Buonacorso Ghiberti. Right. And his uh, very, very loving and faithful wife Fiore Mm -hmm. Ghiberti. Right. But um, at some point, it appears, the mother Fiore went to Florence and shacked up with a goldsmith by the name of Bartolo di Michele. Now, um, either this was case of true love, or he was able to give her lots of nice, shiny necklaces right. because he was a goldsmith. Yeah. So we're not really sure who Lorenzo's biological father was. Uh, did she get knocked up by the goldsmith? Mm. Um, or was she there when he was born? But if so, why does Ghiberti have the name Ghiberti and not uh, Michele? Um, we're not really sure. It, 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 it seems... That uh, she got, she gave birth to uh, Lorenzo, and then within I don't know a year or so, went
1: fuck this. I'm moving in with the guy with all the gold because they love gold. <laughs> Who doesn't? But I thought it was yeah. I thought it was really progressive of her. I mean she's sensing that the Renaissance is coming. It's a break from the old ways. so what does she do? She leaves her husband, she shacks up with a guy, uh, has a kid, but I guess brings her kid along. so it was very progressive of her, and I commend her for that, so good for her for bringing on the Renaissance in her own way.
0: yeah, yeah. In Catholic Italy, yeah
1: she's like no nope, she I'm is out the either-
0: yeah. Knocked up or or <laughs> with a kid, and anyway, she just goes, "Yeah, yep. life's short, man. Yeah. Life is short. Carpe this diem, is a baby. Di ser buona right. He's going nowhere." Yeah. Um, either way, um, Bartolo di Michele was apparently the only father that Lorenzo Aww. ever really knew. And when Cioni died,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Fiore, the mother, married Bartolo. All Obviously, closure. Catholics couldn't couldn't get it right. couldn't get a divorce. Right. So she waited. Then they did marry. Yeah. But that wasn't until about 1406 (laughs) when Lorenzo was 25. (laughs) Awkward. So she was living with this guy for (laughs) 25-odd years. As his assistant. Not married with at least one kid. Yeah. Probably several kids. Yeah.
1: But again, I mean, that just shows something that they waited for him to die. Then they got married. They weren't just... Shacking up and having great sex for decades. Hopefully they were, but they—I guess there was a genuine amount of affection there for the, for them to actually go through the ceremony all those years later.
0: Oh, she had affection for his gold. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to paint her no. out to be a money. Uh, she takes my money.
1: <laughs> That's all I
0: need. Yeah, she's a skanky. Oh, indeed. <laughs> she's a gold digger. You take my money? when well, I'm in need.
2: Yes, yeah, she's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time. That digs on me. Uh. Uh-huh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. I'm in need. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. She give me money. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger. I'm in need. But she ain't messing with no broke niggas. I got a- get down, girl. Go ahead. Get down gonna make it down. Baby, was Vuitton time Under her underarm She said, I could tell you rock I could tell by your charm boss girls, you gotta flock I could tell by your charm And your arm But I'm looking for the one Have you seen her? My psychic oh, no, told me She'll have an ass like Serena Trina, Gina for Lopez Four kids And I gotta take all they bad ass To show this Okay, get your kids But then they got their friends I pulled up in the bins They all got a where We all went to den And then I had to pay If you fucking with this girl Then you better be paid You know why?
0: So I've always said about Chrissy, she's a reverse gold digger.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, she's bringing some gold into the relationship. No, no, just a violin. No, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, <laughs> so right. Fiore is a bit of a gold digger. Um, and Lorenzo grows up with a, with a, his his uh, stepdad, yeah. Bartolo Di Michele, who's a goldsmith, and he starts studying goldsmithing underneath him. So right. just like we learned in the uh, Boccaccio episode that we owe the renaissance to a guy who was a little bit fucking rapey. <laughs> Lorenzo Ghiberti, mm-hmm. one of the fathers of the Renaissance from a visual arts perspective, we probably owe that to his mother being a skanky gold digger. <laughs> if, she no. with, <laughs> right. if she had stayed with right, if she had stayed with uh, Ghiberti's fa- father, yeah, uh, there may be no Renaissance. He, we might be sitting here, yeah. in 2018, recording this podcast um talking about something else under the under the auspices of the uh, Catholic Church you know right. we st- we'd just be talking about Jesus and how good Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. is yeah with which fuck that's my documentary <laughs> um so <laughs> so right apparently Lorenzo's growing up um studying goldsmith he's and apparently he's pretty fucking talented right. like he's he's Straight out of the gate, he's a master. Better than his dad, well, his stepdad. Somebody's
1: dad. Yeah. But
0: but then uh, the plague hits Florence again around 1400.
1: Ooh. And Ooh. Uh,
0: he, has, he, 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 the, he has to get the fuck out of Dodge yeah. for a while.
1: Yeah, so he goes to uh, Rimini, about 50 kilometers south of Ravenna along the Italian northeastern coast. You know, so there's currently no plague there, so hey, it makes it a pretty good spot. He does get a job in the palace of Carlo Malatesta for the Lord of Pesaro so he's helping with the frescoes there even though we started out goldsmithing like you said he had such a natural talent he was um, allowed to take lessons from an instructor in painting and so now he's, um, he's in Rimini uh, where the plague is not he is now helping uh, paint fresco so he is following his passion his love uh, for it I'm not sure what he did with goldsmithing just like these other guys we've talked about in the, uh, the renaissance who don't follow in their father's footsteps but uh, he's, he's painting he's actually got a job out of it of it and it's something he loves and so i think he's pretty content at this moment
0: he's about 20 21 22 Mm -hmm. something like that and he's painting the palace uh of this rich dude painting the walls but they give him a room of his own where he can study art so when he's not on the when he's not on the job right He's practicing painting, he's studying sculpture, he's basically Absorbing. studying all aspects yeah. of the arts. Yeah, he's yeah. throwing himself into it and, and he's going, oh,
1: shit, this is cool, I want to do all of this shit. It, and isn't that um, better than going around raping people with, at the point of a knife? I say hear, hear.
0: Well, yes, but, you know, the Senate hearing committee uh, for the Supreme Court may differ. <laughs> um, that, Listen, the, the the FBI were given twenty minutes to investigate this, right? Um, so yeah. come on, yeah. it's all okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They
1: did.
0: They weren't allowed to interview Boccaccio or uh, Maria <laughs> del Quino or Oops. anyone else who knew anything about it. But the milkman investi- investigation's an investigation. <laughs> we we can now say we had an investigation. <laughs> People listening to this show like five years from now are going to be what the, the fuck, fuck are you,
1: were they talking about? <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's, yeah. all we, that's all we. That's
0: all you need to know. Supreme yeah, Court yeah. Justice, yeah, yeah. probably um, King Kavanaugh By the time we get around to this, I'm sure <laughs> the uh, Emperor Trump by 2023 will have given Cavanaugh uh, his over own, uh, right. kingdom. Yeah, which is probably George Virginia. Georgetown kingdom. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, Virginia. Okay. Um. Now, once the plague had died down in Florence. Uh, this time around in 1401 it was relatively short there wasn't many people left to kill I guess <laughs> no. the the the, uh, the 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 powers that be right the the signoria senor, the uh, the the governors of Florence and the, and the guys that were in control of the baptistery, decided mm-hmm. they were going to do something big to th- Thank Jesus for sparing them. Right, with uh, some of them, the ones that survived from the plague. Yeah, uh, me, I would have been going, Jesus, why do you keep sending the fucking plague? <laughs> Every fifty years, we get another fucking plague. Yeah, why? Yeah, we we're all we're all Christians. It- why are you sending Christians the
1: plague? What do we have to do? You're not. Christian enough. Christian Christian enough. You're not thankful enough. You're not appreciative of enough. You need to be harder, harder Christians. Mm, Get it hard. Mm, I I did want to throw Mm. out since we are talking about art and other things like that. And this is the Renaissance. Um, I thought it was worth noting that uh, uh, before uh, Gibbo's time, Ghiberti's time, and when he was a boy, um, a lot more of the classical works of art were not only being found, but being studied. Sculptures and things like that, paintings and things like that. And there were um, a decent percentage of them, whether they were sculpture, sculptures or whatever, were nudes. And so over time, the decades before mm-hmm. Ghiberti, um over time, the idea of nudes becomes more acceptable. It goes from risque to more familiar. So, so just keep that in mind that when we're talking about the Renaissance, we're talking about, in, in a lot of ways, breaking all the norms or all the rules that have come before, improving upon them. This is the, this is one of many. And so you're going to see it in, um, first serious, uh, work that he's about to do that he's, he no longer feels bound by what has come before him.
0: Yeah, so we're talking 1400. So this is 70-odd years after Petrarch and Boccaccio and these guys start reviving the appreciation of the ancient world. They're doing it through literature. Mm -hmm. They're recalling the the, the poems of Virgil and the the writing of Cicero and they're getting into aspects of Aristotle and and Seneca and, and these sorts of guys that... The people in, in Italy were familiar with, but these guys really uh, get deep, deep into it. And as we d- talked about in Boccaccio, towards the end of his life, he uh, trans- produced this masterpiece on Greek mythology, mm-hmm. um, like an encyclopedia of Greek mythology, which he tra- had translated or translated himself with the help of his uh, Greek master he brought over from Constantinople. Right. All of these old Greek myths, from Greek, which no one could fucking read in Italy, into Latin, right. that the educated could at least read. And people started to get fascinated. It's like, uh, imagine imagine uh, uh, DC Comics uh, uh, were written in a strange language and, and no one had been able to read them for 100 years. All of a sudden, somebody starts translating Superman, and Batman Whoa. comics, and Wonder Woman, yeah. and Justice League. And you're able to read them for your first time. Like, oh, holy shit! There's some cool stories in here. Um, right. For the first time, people were actually able to read this stuff and start to, you know, yeah. get their head around these stories. It's become a thing. People are drilling, diving into it for yeah. the first time in, in thousand years, and it, and, yeah. and that leads to an interest in, as you say, into the the ancient arts again. Yeah. For for the last thousand years, they saw a. If they did uh, uh, stumble across a piece of ancient Roman or ancient Greek art, they just thought it was nonsense because it it wasn't talking about Jesus for a start, so right. it's the point? <laughs> exactly. And and if it was naked, well, you got to cover it up, right? Um, get a lead. and uh, uh, yeah, and just get it out of the way. It's in the way, right? Like they were, there were literally, there were there were places in uh, Italy where you could find just heads. From ancient Roman sculptures just lying around in the rubble, people would just kick them like soccer balls. Wow! Um, yeah. You know, I don't know, if you've ever tried to play soccer with a marble head Only before, once. it's not it's not the yeah. it's, it's not the best <laughs> kind of soccer. Um, but uh, when you're hard up, yeah, you know, needs must. That's how soccer. That's how that's you. People wonder why the Italians are so into soccer football. That's how it started. Right, they would kicking kick heads. the marble heads. Right. And eventually, after hundreds and hundreds of years, somebody said, Wait. What if we made a ball that wasn't made out of marble? And what? it started- Sign me up. <laughs> that was the greatest breakthrough of the Renaissance. Somebody <laughs> said, let's make a ball a that's ball. not made out of marble because yes. I'm yeah. sick of having broken toes. <laughs> broken toes was just part of the game. People accepted before <laughs> that. It was- that's how you-, you-, you kept score. Right. How many b- broken toes you ended up with at the end of it? The yeah. more broken toes you had. First the, one the to 25. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Five broken toes.
1: <laughs> for the whole team. No, but I also wanted to mention, oh, b- besides okay. the, uh, the the uh, uh, city leaders, Florence City leaders, it was also the Cloth Importers Guild that was helping out with this, that was making that decision, going, let's thank Jesus for all this. And they're going to put up a substantial amount of money for this mm. uh, celebration. And they know it's going to take years, but they don't care. They want the best, and they can afford it because by this time, Florence is rolling rolling in the, in the dough
0: how much money did they put up for it
1: was it 200,000 oh my god you reach what would I, what did i see on youtube something like 200,000 was it d- ducats or florins or i can't remember what's the answer
0: you you you, you didn't think it was worth writing down you thought I was you watched this you thought, there's no
1: way Look, I there's don't know. Have have
0: there's no way Cam's going to ask me that question. And I'm sure delete. I'm pretty safe not writing this down.
1: <laughs> so, what's the answer?
0: It, 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 it The eventual cost was 22,000 florins, oh, which I was, was equal right. to the entire defense budget of the city of Florence.
1: Damn. So.
0: Imagine if the United States spent seven hundred billion dollars on a single art project, which is their defense, your defense budget. But you're thinking, God, each year,
1: right.
0: each year, um, yeah, on a single art project. Imagine if you said Trump said, "Look, we're going to take seven hundred billion dollars and we're going to give it to Cam and Ray to make a podcast." I'd go. That's it. That's, That's all. So really? Okay. What's Ray going to do for coke and hookers? But um, now. The, uh, yeah, you said the cloth importers, is the Arta di Calemala. Mm-hmm. Now, w- they they were putting up the money for this. Now, we haven't explained the role of the guilds yet, and and we will. We, we're going to do a separate – we're going to get yeah, into a separate series. We're going to talk about the the politics right. of Florence, because obviously very important component of this whole Renaissance story is the politics of Florence. Um, all I want to say at this stage is – the guilds were really important. Um, they a, a guild was basically a group of craftsmen or businessmen mm-hmm. who would get together to talk about their industries, like an industry body. The guilds were very protected in Florence in those days. Not anybody could just go, right. "Hey, I'm going to be a goldsmith." They go, "Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 no. son! No, 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 son! No, you don't understand. We've 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 already got." Twenty-three goldsmiths in Florence. Right. That, there's no room for yeah. twenty-four. You got to wait till somebody, yeah, somebody dies, uh, or you got to buy your way in. It was very regulated, absolutely, um, and uh, you basically had to have a license. But also, it was about quality control. Yeah, uh, they had a you know the reputation of their industry. Uh, um, if they wanted to make sure that anyone in the rest of Italy or Europe knew that if you buy gold from your Florentine goldsmiths, it's going to be the highest quality. Right. So they helped everyone right. from a trade perspective. So they had to maintain quality standards. Um, but And as we'll see in other episodes, these guilds were very wealthy at this juncture yeah. and very powerful politically mm-hmm. because they got to – have a large say in the government of Florence. They basically ran the government of Florence yeah, in between <laughs> the years when the, the Medici weren't running it. Right. Um, and, uh, and and Florence had broken away from – they didn't have a king. They didn't really listen to the Vatican so much. Uh, they they was their own authority in the city. It was run by business people. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why the Renaissance – Emerged out of Florence was because it was run by a bunch of rich business people right. um, who decided that uh, art was important in terms of for their status right. for their stature, and it created a lot of demand for high quality art. But we'll get into that in the, in our politics episodes. It's one of the one of the problems with this Renaissance thing, as you know. Ray and I were talking about this off air before. Um, there's so much happening simultaneously, <laughs> particularly in this 150-year period, you yeah. know, from 1350 through to 1500. So much going on, politics, religion, the different streams of the arts, um, that we, we can't tell it really in a linear sense. Yeah. We're going to have to jump around a bit and focus here, then focus there. Um, if, if, if we just did a linear thing it get confusing we'd be we'd be crossing our streams all the time and you never cross your streams boom
1: if i could just add to that real quick um, i don't know if we've ever just come out and said this but uh i think a lot of people just uh, probably know enough about the renaissance to know that all these various city states were um were fighting each other sometimes literally at least uh, uh diplomatically or politically um i think we mentioned a couple of episodes ago about um Oh, I can't remember his name who took over Rome and then tried to bring all of Italy under him. So, so there's no nationalism as far as Italian-wide that's going on here. In all these cities, when they're not fighting militarily against each other and trying to take over and keep the pope at bay they're fighting in another way they want the most grand city they want the most grand cathedral or the baptistry or or the or the church or whatever the the point is they're spending a ton of money just like cam said a minute ago to compete to have the best of everything in the city and i don't think we can truly appreciate in our cynical age, the, the, the pride, the civic pride that at the very least these guild member, members had, maybe not your average guy on the street who doesn't care because it's just trying to survive from day to day, but these the guild members had incredible pride in the city. They wanted to make sure they were never taxed, so they spent a lot of money on defense. But at the same time, they spent a ton of money on art because they want their city to literally outshine everybody. Maybe it will please God, I don't know, but at the very least, it is a matter of civic pride. And as we're about to see, they take this extremely seriously.
0: Yeah, well, they wanted it to be the new Rome. Remember, mm. a few episodes ago, we were talking about Petrarch finally went to Rome mm-hmm. after reading it, reading about it for years, and he got there. And he went, "Wow, this is a piece <laughs> of um, the 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 <laughs> popes had gone. Um, it had all obviously fallen into disrepair." after the fall of Rome and population had shrunk. Anyone who was anyone got the fuck out of there. thousand years later, he rocks up and he's like, wow, this this was once the greatest city on earth and now it's just crumbling. And so they were trying to, I think, make Florence the new Rome. Mm -hmm. Uh, They wanted it to be as magnificent as Rome had been uh, during its its heyday of the Roman Empire. Beautiful buildings, beautiful art, I wonder to behold and there are all sorts of trade uh, and tourist uh, power benefits sure. of that if if you're the place where everyone wants to go yeah. and where all the all the best people live and all the best shit comes out of it there's a lot of economic mm-hmm. benefits in that it's not just uh doing it because you like beauty right. there's, there's, there's there's advantages crass commercial reasons for it exactly gotcha. Anyway, let's get back to the baptistry. So the the uh, there was this competition announced. They were gonna they wanted to build a new set of doors mm-hmm. for the baptistry. Exciting. Yeah. We'll explain why in a minute. But um, Gibo, um, his 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 stepdad uh, Bartolo uh, sends him a text message one day and says, <laughs> "Look, there's this competition going on back home. Get the fuck back here. Plague's gone." He said, uh, "If you win this." we will never have to make another set of fucking earrings in our lives. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm, sick of- I'm so sick of making <laughs> earrings. So finicky. Right. My hands are getting old yeah. and tired. Um, so Gibbo, Lorenzo, heads back to his hometown to enter this competition. Now let's talk about the Baptisteri. Um It's one of the oldest buildings in the city. Uh, the, the, the version that's there still today was constructed between 10.59 and 11.28. Damn. Uh, if you're wondering what it looks like, it's, as I said before, it's, it's done up in the same green and white marble as the Duomo, but it's a much smaller mm-hmm. um, octagonal building um, with, a, with, a, with its own little dome on it. Um, when you when you look at the whole complex, it just looks like it's a, it's a, something that they tacked onto the end of the Duomo. They had it looks like they had some green and white marble. And left what do you over. want to do with this? Yeah, well, we don't want to waste it. Um,
1: Stuff
0: it up over there. Yeah, <laughs> let's build a storeroom for the Renaissance masterpieces that we don't have walls to hang shit on. We'll just build it over there. But no, it goes way way back. In right. fact, on that site there was there was um, another
1: baptistery what's a baptistery right it is where you um, get dunked no it's where you get baptized in the name of god I was trying to decide how sarcastic to be, but basically you're baptized. And, and just to be clear, I mean, everybody who is anybody, Dante, Giotto, all the Renaissance contributors, uh, the Medicis, they were all baptized here. So we're kind of making fun of this building, but this was very important to these people. and it, And it had a list of who's who as far as who was important in Florence, baptized there.
0: Yeah, like being baptized to your religious folk, which was everybody in the middle ages was a big deal. Mm -hmm. This is where you did your handshake with God and you, you you know, you you worked out the the terms of the deal, right? Right. I'm going to give you 10%. I'm going to pretend, I'm going to pretend you exist. (laughs) And in return for that, you're going to watch over me or something. Um, and but this baptistery had uh, well baptistery had been on this site since fucking way way back. <laughs> right. Uh, and by the way, the baptistery is still being used for that to this very day. When That's we cool. were there, right, we we actually got fox baptized. I don't know if you know that, but while we no. were there, we got fox baptized in the baptistery. Well, I I poured a slushy over his head. Um, <laughs> Same
1: thing. It's a significant. Well, he poured it. Over. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said, "Domine, patre, filius, spiritus sanctus." <laughs> while I did it, that you're good, you're good, pretty, you're golden. Pretty sure that, pretty sure that yeah. counts. No, when we were there, there were signs up saying it was closed the, between these hours on this day for baptisms. People are still wow. using it for baptisms in Florence. That's a big to deal. This very day. that's pretty impressive. It is. I'd yeah. almost consider getting baptized just to say uh, you there. Just, yeah. do you get a t-shirt? Yeah,
1: yeah. that would be a badass.
0: So. Yeah. For a long time, people believed the Baptistery was originally a Roman temple Mm -hmm. dedicated to Mars from the pre Christian era. But excavations that were done in the 20th century have shown that there was a first century era Roman wall running right through the piazza. (laughs) Right. um, In line with where the Baptistery is. Uh So they now think that there might have been a guard tower. As part of the wall ah. that was on that spot, yeah. Um, and then when the wall came down, they had this big tower, and they were like, "Well, oh. you know, yeah, we we got to baptize people there. <laughs> uh, we got to baptize people somewhere. Might as well be. We're not doing anything with that guard tower now. Yeah. Let's just leave it there and baptize people in right? yeah. um, Which might have you know be the reason why it was it's it's octagonal." Ah, you know, maybe right. it was octagonal because that was a good shape for a guard tower. So you could look out. And yeah. yeah, so you could look out in lots of different directions. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, we do know that there was an octagonal baptistery erected there in the late 4th or 5th century. Mm-hmm. Late 4th or early 5th century. And then it was replaced or altered by another baptistery in the 6th century. The construction of that one is attributed to Theodolinda, (laughs) Queen of the Lombards, from 570 to 628. Wow. Did you read the story of Queen Theodolinda?
1: No, no. I I read that it was to seal the conversion of her husband, but please tell me the story of Mm. Theodolinda.
0: Doug Doug Onsey said... um, you know, I love it when you ask Ray if he knows better, because you know he doesn't. You know, you're just setting him up. You know, there's no fucking
1: way Ray's done no. that work. Does he know? I don't care. But you just... Because... You... <laughs> <laughs> Doug.
0: It gets back to what we were talking about on a new show this week: shame versus humiliation. <laughs> shame <laughs> is what you should have. Right but you don't even have humiliation no, you're just like yeah no. I don't care no I,
1: I don't do any water off a duck's back well, I, my friend
0: <laughs> 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 all the things my wife has said to me over the course of our marriage you well, think you saying I'm lazy yeah, is gonna it doesn't,
1: doesn't have even impact? penetrate the skin no. doesn't even no,
0: no 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 that's <laughs> 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 a, a compliment compared to what my wife says to me on the daily it really basis is. But, yeah. yeah um yeah, so Theolinda, queen of the Lombards. Now you're right. Yes, she did it to baptise her husband, King Orthari. Right. Now she was a Bavarian Catholic, mm. and, and he, being a Lombard, was probably Arian, although he could have still been pagan. Right. Um, at this stage in the early sixth, the early seventh, late sixth, early seventh century. Um, the Lombards had started to convert to Christianity, but they were converting to Aryan Christianity. But the mostly in the sort of aristocracy, though, the the, the, the masses of the Lombards were p- probably still pagan at this juncture. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um she wanted him to be a Catholic like her. I think that was sort of one of her conditions. You wanna you wanna you wanna hit this? <laughs> It has to be in. the...
1: I got a donkey. Jesus you. will
0: be watching. Yeah, I got a yeah, Jesus you. will be watching. Yeah, yeah. You got to be a Catholic. Um, so he did Run. for he, for the pussy. He uh, converted. Yeah, you know, you did. <laughs> what do you mean you would? <laughs> I, you did, I, motherfucker. I you like converted.
1: Catholic. You converted to Catholicism. I, I gotta say, I gotta say, I don't know about King Athari, but for me, it was worth it. It was that good, so hopefully he has something on my level. That's all I'm saying.
0: For people who don't know <coughs> this story, because I can't remember what show we talked about. Oh, it was this show? <laughs> we did the Boccaccio five years thing. <laughs> yeah, you did. I
1: did. Well, um, it, I think trip? it's
0: worked out. I, I think it worked out for you a little bit better than it did for King O'Thai because yeah. she poisoned him a year later, Fuck. and but she made sure he married went to his heaven. successor. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Married married his successor. So she uh, was like, "Listen, uh, I want to be queen of the Lombards. Right. So you have got to marry me. Before you can marry me, you have got to convert." He converted. He married her. Then she killed him. Wow! And married married some other dude. Yeah. But at least he died a Catholic. Yeah. So uh, so he went to heaven, yeah. and it's all okay. Yeah. Um, now, it was then rebuilt, as I said before, between ten fifty nine and ten twenty and eleven twenty eight. And. And uh, then around 1329, the sculptor Andrea Pisano built a set of doors for it, Hmm. bronze doors. Well, wooden doors with bronze uh, scenes uh, that he sculpted in relief. 20 scenes from the life of St. John the Baptist, Baptist. which is not bad going considering what we know about St. John the Baptist would feel probably... two paragraphs of the Bible. They're stretching it out. Uh, And pretty much all we have on the life of John the Baptist is in the Gospels, and we know we really only have one Gospel, Mark. The others are just (laughs) copies of Mark. And and a little bit, he gets briefly mentioned in um, Flavius Joseph's uh, book on the Antiquities of the Jews. Right. So he gets like a line there and a couple of lines in the gospel according to Mark, that's pretty much it. Um, so somehow Pizzano turned that Spread it out. into 20. 20, 20 scenes. Yeah. I think it was like Tuesday at nine AM, Tuesday at nine oh one AM, Tuesday at nine oh two AM. Done! Tuesday at nine oh three AM yeah. and that's all we that's all we've got. Um i would talk about Pisano uh, a little bit later on. He was one. He was very important, um, sort of pre-Renaissance or Ray. maybe very early on uh, Renaissance artist. But um, yeah, thirteen twenty nine. So a good seventy years uh, earlier before for this competition is going on. But now they wanted more doors because um, I don't know about you, Ray, <laughs> Ray, but one of my one of my one of my policies is um, You Can Never Have Enough Doors
2: You know that it would be untrue You know that I would be a liar If I was to say it to you Girl we couldn't get much higher
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: thank you, Lizard King. Yes. Hey, before we go on, I wanted to get your opinion on something because you were saying that um, it was common. I think you were saying that it was common for baptistries to be octagonal shaped. And um, I wonder if that had to do with the fact that this building went back so far. Maybe it helped establish that precedent. Which is just a total shot in the dark for me, or maybe it has something to do with the number eight, which is a symbol, a very important number in Christianity. Did you did you um, read or come upon anything like that?
0: No, is it because Jesus had eight arms? <laughs> um, he was really the the octo king. Uh, um,
1: no, no, no. The number eight is a symbol of regeneration in Christianity, what? signifying the six days of creation the day of rest and a day of recreation through the sacrament of baptism. So eight things, eight days, eight sides. It's all, I know it sounds like the number 19 with Lewis Farrakhan or whatever the fuck, but, but that's what the two, the two reasons I came across why it was eight sided.
0: I was just wondering. I've never, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. I I don't know, um yeah, the role of eight. No, you got me there, Ray. No, I, I did at one point think about writing some jokes around eight, but then I ran out of time to write the jokes, so <laughs> Right, no, <laughs> more
1: than I have. <laughs> no, and, and, <clears throat> and, and so Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? No, I was just gonna say and, and everybody could probably guess this, but um Obviously, with with um, putting on these this competition with these doors, um, we were saying earlier that um, obviously Florence is coming up in the world. It's grown as an economic and political power, and it just wants to show it off. And how do you do that by spending a shit ton of money on almost in most ways useless but beautiful art?
0: Well, no, I think this was seen as being a votive offering. It was because yeah. uh, if there's one thing that we absolutely can be sure about when it comes to Jesus is that he likes shiny bling <laughs> very it's very well uh, understood he in fact i mean it's i don't know if this is in your copy of the bible Right. But in my copy of the Bible, um, which I got from the Prosperity Ministries uh, in uh, USA, huh. it says that uh, in, uh, in the Sermon of the Mount, he said, uh, blessed be the people that give me money. That's um, putting it out there. foundational to my understanding yeah. of Christianity. Yeah. And, and, and the Florentines knew this. So they were making these extremely expensive doors to thank Jesus for sending them the plague. <laughs> no, um, no, they were like, no. Thank you. Look, most of our family, our children, <sighs> right. um, our elderly, uh, completely innocent people died Before again yeah, yeah. from the plague. Thank you, Jesus, for testing our faith. Because there's nothing <laughs> like. <laughs> There's nothing we like better than having our faith tested. To be able to pass one of your tests, yeah. You know, you could. It's you could just ask us, but no, we're glad that you don't ask. Right, kill all of our families. (laughs) That's the only way, quite honestly, that we would even accept our faith being tested, is to just mercilessly, in an extremely agonizing and painful way, kill off our children, our elderly. Our husbands and wives, our mothers, our fathers, our brothers and sisters. Please, keep doing it. Let us make these doors to thank you for our suffering.
1: I I think, can't remember if we mentioned this on the last couple of episodes, but what what Florence and other places would do when they had when they were hit by the plague is they would dig a very long, deep trench, and one by one they would put the bodies down in there. And it took it took a little bit of while, but once you know you stack one on top of the other, one on top of the other, and when it when it fills up, you cover it up with dirt and you build another long trench. And so there's tr- a lot of trenches outside of Florence and these other major cities where, like you you were saying, like 40 to 50% of the bodies could be wiped out. But what I wanted to do was get into TARDIS and go back to Florence 100 years after the doors because, like you said a second ago, the doors are like, okay, there was a horrible uh, plague in 1348. We didn't get hit hard as we had before. Maybe we didn't get hit hard as other people. So we're we're thanking you for taking it easy on us this time. I'd love to go up to a person in Florence 100 years later and go, so how many plagues have you had since you put up the doors? I'd probably get kicked in the nuts because I'm sure the plague is still around. But I guess they just don't think in terms like that. I mean, uh, like you were saying, I mean, God is all, religion is all, faith is all to these people. To actually spend this kind of money, thank you for, for thanking God for a slightly less worse plague just seems insane to me.
0: Well, the point is that that was the reason they built the doors. It wasn't mm-hmm. just because they wanted to do some bling. It was
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, you know, I think there
0: is there is part of it that says our uh, the, the we love Jesus more than uh, Milan loves right. Jesus because we're going to spend more money on it. And then right. He, you know, in in the next war that we have with Milan, um right. Jesus coming. will Jesus will probably be on our side. Yes, they're Christians as well, but at the end of the day, better blame Jesus can, Jesus has to pick a fucking side, like get off the fucking fence, (laughs) Jesus, pick a side in this next war between (laughs) Christian on Christian war. And we all know that he's going to choose that side based on, the amount of bling that we give him because he is a gold digger. Bling master. <laughs> like, like Geberti's mother, Jesus is pretty much it? a gold digger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he yeah.
1: just, he just wants the bling. That's he all. made her in his image. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: Gotcha. You yeah. say you love me, but what have you done for me lately?
1: lately? Show me.
0: So. We're going to hell. <laughs> we're so going to hell. <laughs> if there was a hell, we'd be going there. It's true. And quite frankly, that's where I'd want to go because that's where all the cool people Party! are.
1: Party? What? What? Yeah.
0: Now, um, the original idea for the doors was to this new set of doors was to have them depict scenes from the Old Testament. Right. So, seven artists from around Italy were chosen for the competition. Um, how were they chosen? Well, they were the, the only seven artists still alive after the play. <laughs> I think was how that's, that's played a good out.
1: Requirement. Right,
0: because you can't say, yeah. "Well, they were the most experienced yeah. in uh, the art of making bronze doors," because they'd never made any fucking bronze doors before.
1: <laughs> they, this is very exciting. Yeah,
0: their approach to making bronze doors was like my approach to writing a book or doing a documentary. It was or like
1: making bronze doors.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or brain <laughs> surgery. I'm like, can't be that fucking hard. Other people can do it. I can do it.
1: Let me just cut Put your head and say, in there. Yeah.
0: What do you know about making a documentary? Nothing. <laughs> Can't be that hard, really. Just turn the camera on.
1: Talk to some people. T- point. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Turns out, a yeah. lot harder than I thought it was going to be. But <laughs> I knew it was going to be a lot harder than I thought it was going to be at the time. So but I said another
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Doug Onsey mentioned that we use that joke all the time. I go, that's funny. It's how close. often that joke? How it often did. that joke applies to history? Right? Yes. That's pretty yeah. much the history of humanity. <laughs> we build a build a palace, falls down into the swamp. So we build another palace. This one burns down, falls over into the swamp. We build another one, and this one stayed up. Um, yeah. Oh. Learning on the job is what we call it's it. Exciting. Kids. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. No. So seven artists. Yeah. Now, these seven artists all went to Florence. They were given some money. Yeah. They were given some bronze, mm-hmm. and they were given a year Damn. to complete their submission for the competition. Right. And they, what they had to do build was a single panel. So these panels are, are, are you know relatively large. The I don't know exact dimensions. I didn't write down the exact dimensions.
1: <laughs> Did you write down the exact dimensions? That's a good joke. No, no, I didn't. No, <laughs> no I, I I'd read that they were given four panels each, obviously to practice on about seventy-five pounds worth of bronze. And like you said at the at the end of one year, they had to come back with their their one entry for the contest.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 a panel. I don't know. Let's let's say there's there's sort of a, a foot by a foot, roughly. Yeah. Something. um there's going to be like 24 of them on a door, so you know, and these big, big fucking doors. But right. one of these, they're based on Pisano's that he'd done in 1329. But the, 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 the one scene that they need to depict for the competition is the Old Testament story of how God tested right. the faith of Abraham right. by commanding him to sacrifice Isaac, his only son. Who had been born to Abraham and his wife Sarah when they were like three hundred years old? <laughs> it appears in Book of Way Genesis 20, right. 22, yeah. one to twelve. Yeah. So um, in in this story, Abraham with two servants and a donkey takes Isaac into the wilderness up into a mountain, and just and he's got a, he's putting a knife to his right. son's, son's throat. Yeah. God sent an angel. Couldn't even be bothered to do it himself. Sends no. an angel to tell him. That all right, you passed the test. I yeah. believe that you believe Sank. in me, right? Um, you know what? You can look. There's there's a sheep, a ram caught in a nearby thicket. Kill that instead, and we're good. I'm I'll, I'll, happy as long as
1: as long as you kill something. You I'm all right. Cut its throat, and, and blood pours out, and I am appeased. Says your God. because Yahweh, Yahweh, right. in his extreme mm-hmm. wisdom, besides blank,
0: couldn't think of it. Couldn't think of any other way. No, this is before Jesus. It's Jesus that's into the bling. Yeah, yeah, Yahweh. Yahweh was into blood. Jesus is into bling. Big difference. Blood, bling. The blood, bling brothers. Right. Well. Is it? Depending on. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Because Yahweh, in his extreme wisdom. Right. Couldn't think of any other way to test Abraham's faith Mm. than by putting him through the extreme extreme psychological and emotional torture of (laughs) thinking that he had to murder his only son in cold blood. Uh, The story being that Abraham and Sarah uh, uh, couldn't conceive. She was all dried up. Right. I think the Bible says her loins were all dried up and dusty with cobwebs. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, because uh, it couldn't be Abraham's fault that they no. couldn't conceive. It had to be the wife's doing it fault. For her. Yeah. Um, and then when she was, like, 364 years old... Sure. God said, boom, you've got a kid. And now Abraham's God says, uh, Abraham, yes, Lord, uh, kill your kid for me, Abraham. Why? Don't throat. fucking ask questions. This is, this is the problem I've got with you, Jews. Right. Every time... <laughs> I tell you to do something, you ask questions, I'm so sick of it. If I tell you to kill your kid, kill your kid. Right. Abraham's like, fucking all right, calm down. (laughs) As Fox says to me, chill out, Dad, chill out. (laughs) Um, Yahweh said, it's not like I'm an omnipotent, all-powerful being and can just read your mind or anything. He goes, what? (laughs) I thought, ah, shut, don't question Listen, I haven't had coffee. Don't give me no lip. Um Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I bet, see, my take on this story, I bet what happened was Isaac was being a little dick <laughs> and he wasn't listening. Abraham told him to clean up his tent and he right. didn't. no. So one day, Abraham just gets sick of the thing, he decides to teach him a lesson. He goes, right, that's <laughs> it. I'm going to fucking take you up into the hills. What was that, Cut God? your throat.
1: Kill him? Okay, if you want me to, I will. Yeah. He said... Listen, if you don't clean up that tent by the time I get
0: home from being a shepherd today and and fucking committing acts of genocide on nearby villages and raping their women because God told me to, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm seriously, I'm going to cut you, I'm going to you, I'm gonna take you into the woods and cut your throat. I'm so fucking, I'm fucking sick of the around. mess.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: I stood on those Legos again,
1: 2 a.m., bare
0: feet. Do you know how much that hurts? Standing <laughs> on Lego? I'm going to kill you. He gets home... Fucking Isaac's playing Fortnite, and he goes, and his room's a mess. He goes, right, that's it. Grabs him it's by a- the hair,
1: oh,
0: drags him, daddy, out into the woods. Right. Sarah's looking at him, and he's he's just winking at her. Isaac <laughs> can't see; he's winking at her. Takes him out into the forest, pulls out his dagger, puts right. it to the kid's throat. I told you to. And then he your goes, oh, sorry. What, What's that? What's that, Lord? Give him another chance. But but he didn't. Oh. He's a little All bitch. right, okay, all right. You, you, if you say so, Lord. He looks at Isaac, he goes, you are w- fucking lucky, kid. You're one lucky Jew. <laughs> Yahweh says, instead of killing you, I just need to cut the skin off the tip of your dick. And Isaac's like,
1: what? <laughs> fucking hey, what? It's not me. He goes,
0: hey, hey, what would you prefer? I could kill you. We'll right. cut the skin off the end of your dick. It's your choice. Yeah, Yahweh says, right. "Don't, don't, don't flinch." That is Yahweh with the cutting and the slicing <laughs> and the blood. What is it? <laughs> now, Christians, of course, think that this story, right, um, is a foreshadowing of the sacrifice of Christ, his only son. He had to kill his only ah. son, etc. It's kind of like Chekhov's gun which, by the way, is my favourite episode of Star Trek. But, of course, Jews had been telling each other this story for hundreds of years before Jesus showed up right. and started ruining the livelihood of Israeli fishermen and bakers. Um, they were like, why, what, why aren't people buying our fish and our bread today? Yeah. Like, we, what, the what shops are empty. They go, yeah. didn't you hear? Fucking Jesus is down the road, just making, magically making fish and bread appear.
1: They're like, well, fuck. <laughs> He's going to flood the market. He's driving.
0: <laughs> why? Why would he do that to us? Like you're what killing have me, we Jesus. done?
1: You're killing well, me. Well, you don't believe in him. What do you mean I don't believe in you? You're you, you, you you're there. I mean, I can see you. <laughs> Touch. Touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What?
0: Why are you doing this? And that's when they started guilds. They're like, uh, "We can't."
1: That's right. Jesus, lock, lock you can't
0: just run you, yeah, you can't just <laughs> run around destroying our livelihoods like that with magic. Like, seriously, dude. dude we've not cool. Not cool, dude. I, my, my, myself, my father, my his father before him, we've been in this same fucking fish tent. Yeah. Do you know how, what this tent <laughs> smells like? For 12 generations, <laughs> we've been gutting fish in this Just, tent. I've been oh. working in it since I was two years old. <laughs> you come along. Now people expect it for free.
1: Right. Like, Don't you just come along and Harry Potter this thing and, and fuck me up like that. That's just not cool, man. <laughs> not, not cool, dude. You got your sandals, cool, but Jesus. you're not a hippie. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Now just get yeah. of
0: <laughs> Commie. Thinking people get it, deserve food for free. I'm a Fucking business, Jesus man. the fuck. Fucking commie. I'm the middle class. I'm not a (laughs) businessman. I'm a business man. (laughs) They started doing beat poetry. Anyway.
1: (laughs) Where were we?
0: So the Christians think this is all, you know, foreshadowing. Or, and I'm just throwing this out there. Right. um, As an alternative model. Or possibly, call me crazy, call me stupid, the guys that wrote the New Testament had a copy of the Old Testament in front of them and were like, hey, let's write a modern adaptation that Gentiles can get into too. Brilliant. Uh, This whole killing his only son thing, uh, you know, it kind of worked as a a motif for the Jews 800 years ago. Let's just write a modern version for the non-Jews. Yeah,
1: turn it to 11. Yeah.
0: But no, no, they they think it's a foreshadowing, not Ah. that the guys just had a copy of Harry Potter in front of them and were like, (laughs) yeah, fucking J.K. Rowling, let's just rip that shit off. Anywho, that's the end of this episode. I mean, we're... Yeah, Yeah. and we apologise
1: for the last 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Do we? No. Do we, though? Sorry, not sorry.
0: <clears throat> um, I'm going to read, before we, we, we go on, I'm going to yeah. read uh, out a list of our latest reviews for this show on iTunes. Are you ready? I'm ready. There there are none.
1: Fucking hell, we haven't
0: had a review on this show since May. It's now October. Wow. Wow. What the f- Yeah, wow, people. Come on. Um, seriously, like, if you listen to this show, if there's anyone out there listening to this show, apart from us... <coughs> And you haven't written a review for this show on iTunes. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, folks. Take, take what your would ju- phone. What
1: would Jesus say? Well, yes. Yeah. And while you're on the toilet, not doing anything else with your hands, just take a moment and type a couple words. That's all we're yeah. asking.
0: Um, I will read out a list of our uh, latest subscribers, though, and say, go. "Hey, have you have you written a, re- a, a, re- right. re- a review for iTunes?" Um, Paul Grajoan, Matthew, Benny, Gregory, Henschel, William Eldridge, Big Billy, Big, Big Big Billy E from uh, Milan. Uh, well, he's an Amer- yeah American in in Milano.
1: Right,
0: uh, Milan. Was he in Milan? Yeah, Oh, Milan? Yeah. What? Yeah, Milan. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to take your word. For big it. Billy, I think so. Big Billy, uh, Big Christian Billy. Um,
1: I we, just we... want, yeah, yeah. What? I just want to say that it, 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 I don't care what that waitress said in the restaurant. He can speak Italian. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking <laughs>
0: about. Yeah, no, no. Big Billy, Big Billy helped us out. He it was, was breaking it. Um, yeah. Mark Mulder, Brian Carroll, Steve Gazda, Robert Falado, Luke Harris, Stephen Rayer, Samuel Goff, Alex Beyer, Jim Ruffin, Robert Webb, Norm Tink, Matthew Ward, Chris Neumeyer. They're our latest subscribers. So thank you, uh, thank you guys. Hope you're enjoying yes. the show. Uh, Leave us a review on iTunes. We'll send you a a, a coffee mug. Um, And uh, we'll be back with more about the Bapestry Doors competition next week.